This is Ken Perry with this week's Boots in the Field. Wow, this was a big week for uh, plot harvest. We scaled over 300 combine loads this week. We took out plots and, uh, of all different shapes and sizes from high-speed planter plots, strip-till plots, starter plots, starter additive plots, starter placement plots, uh, insecticide plots, row spacing plots, hybrid characteristic plots, uh, you name it. We did just about everything. We took out enough plots this week. It'll take us a month to process that data when we break it out by yield zones and management zones itself. Some of the data was so strong that you can tell that it's, it's uh, replicated in good data without even breaking it into management zones. For instance, in one of our strip-till nitrogen plots, side by side we had strips that went from went as low as 122 bushel to the acre to high as 218. And this was a nitrogen efficiency plots where they both had the same amount of nitrogen on. There was a 96 bushel difference to the same pounds of N. Uh, and of course, the low nitrogen rate was all spring applied nitrogen, no side dressing to it. So we're going to create some crazy numbers with that. We should finish the plot harvest next week. Uh, we just have a handful, handful left. Uh, to clean up and we'll be done there so it's nice to get uh, get to the end of this harvest so we can start the big job of processing this yield data into stuff that we'll see this winter one of the things i want to mention is it is time to get the yield data in especially for you guys that were involved in the plot process we need your yield monitor data into the office because uh, it's going to allow us to get the scaling done and start to extract that data but Everybody in general, it's time now as we finish up this harvest is to move your your harvest data to us. The sooner you get it to us, the sooner we can start building your harvest maps and your yield maps and start scheduling uh, yield map appointments in itself. We have uh, uh, tested and we're ready to go with a new way to load that data to us and you'll load it to us through our website. So the guys have been working on that and uh, kind of beta testing it. You will need to email us for a login. So if you've been to our webpage, you can see the spot there where you uh, log into it. You'll need to email us and we'll get you a, a login name and the directions on how to zip and send us your yield files right from uh, your yield monitor itself. So you'll be able to move them into us directly and then we'll be able to put them on the server and start to process them. Remember, we want the raw data before you read it into any mapping software. We want the raw data sent to us. But it's, uh, again, and you guys that are in the plot program, somebody will probably be contacting you if you don't send that data in so we can keep that process moving. But for the rest of you, let's move that data on in and, and uh, we'll get the process started of, of building those maps. On the disease front, uh, soybean rust was identified in Illinois last week in the Champaign County area. We have some samples that we're going to send on in that I think are suspicious. For you guys that still have patches of green beans out there waiting for the frost to finish them off in your replant ponds or holes, before, uh, if you're not going to harvest them before you mow them down, if you would collect some leaf samples, throw them in a tissue or a Ziploc bag for us, and bring them in. I want to track to see how far north this soybean rust gets before the winter sets in. Of course, it's not going to be a problem with this year's beans or anything like that because most of them are harvested, but I'd just like to know how far this disease actually moves. 
As far as the tar spot that we talked about uh, in past podcasts, our uh, samples did come back from the plant clinic, and as expected, it was tar spot, the new corn disease that showed up this year. So it's kind of bad news that it was tar spot. Good news that of the two tar spot diseases, one is pretty rough and the other one's kind of mild. Uh, the samples we sent down all came back as the mild uh, form of the tar spot. So we'll continue to watch that and see how it develops. Still dealing with a lot of tillage questions about uh, how to get this tillage done. This ground is pulling hard depending on your soil's uh, texture and what you're working with itself. As we talked about last time, you can take shanks off, you can flip shanks up, or you can narrow shanks up. So if you take seven shanks and you slide them in to cover the area the size of uh, what you would have been with six shanks or five shanks, uh, the machine will pull easier. Also, if you move the shanks in, uh, remember half the shank width is your tillage depth. So by moving the shanks in, you can shallow the process up. What you can't do is take shanks off and then slide the shanks out so you get the same tillage width um, because then you're going to have to go deeper and you're not going to get it done. And you can't take intermittent shanks off, especially for the vertical till side. you got to get good uniform shatter all the way across. So again, it's a matter of shank width, shank depth, and horsepower. But a lot of questions coming in, what we can get, uh, what we can get by with out there itself. For the most part, if you got uh, end shanks, flipping them up is probably the easiest and then just go down to, you know, turning your seven shank rippers into five shank rippers, that type of thing out there itself. We've got most of the uh, ear samples in um, for our fixed flex plot. We're going to be uh, counting the kernels on these ears. We're going to be weighing them. We're going to be shelling them and working through it. Our back room is literally full of ears back there. And my uh, crew is looking at me and saying, hey boss, are you nuts? How are we going to get all this done? And as I look at it, I realize it is going to be an awful big job. So I'm calling out for some help. Uh, and we have one hand sheller right now. I guess I'm looking for somebody who has a hand corn sheller that would like to donate it to us for a few days as we uh, try to get these samples processed. Another thing that would really make the process go faster, if anybody's got a portable uh, moisture tester that does test weight at the same time and would be interested in bringing that in for us to actually do moisture and test weight samples as we run through. And thirdly, if anybody would be interested in coming in and helping us in the process of uh, processing these ears, we literally have thousands of ears to process and we'll be doing it sometime in November. So if you're interested in, in volunteering to come in and help us with that project or you have a hand sheller or a moisture tester uh, and you'd uh, want to be involved with this project, uh, just give us a shout at the office and, and we'll put your name on the list itself. And we'll, uh, we'll keep you well fed in the process uh, if we hopefully got enough people and we could get this done in a one-day shot in itself. Back on the tillage subject, we're talking about doing tillage. We have posted uh, some tillage video on the website. So if you're having some questions about uniform fracture and how you're going to get that done, go to the website. <coughs> go to the website and take a look at that itself. Um, from that, um, we're you know finishing this thing up. All we got to do is get it finished. The guys are again staying right with the combines on the soil testing side. So. 
Uh, don't forget to, as you get close, don't forget to call those last fields in so we can get in there behind you. Any other fields that you need soil tested as well, uh, and we'll uh, get them pulled and get those wrecks back to you. So with that, we'll talk to you next week.